This podcast is brought to you in affiliation with Make My Trip. For special discounts for Indicast listeners on airfare, bus and hotel reservations, log on to makemytrip.theindicast.com. Welcome to Tekka Masala Indicast Technology Podcast, the Indian perspective. I'm your host Aditya, and along with me, I have Saket. Hi guys. Hey, so welcome to episode number thirty-two. We are also live on UStream. You can you can uh, listen to us by simply going to theindicast.com/live. So Saket, let's uh, get directly into the stories. Tata launching a product called Dialog, which is basically an internet-to-TV product. Uh, this is very encouraging. Uh, if I remember correctly, I guess uh, about six months back, we also uh, talked about some sort of a net-top computer, right. uh, which would be sold with data cards. So this is something like that, uh, I guess. Uh, and uh, this is basically bundled with Tata's Photon service, and it's like a set-top box you can buy with the Photon service, and it'll actually use your TV as a browser. and you can use the internet and the reason why it is encouraging is i mean we always complain about uh, internet penetration in india and the number of users and there are surveys and things and the problem is that uh, for internet to penetrate in india you need computers and which are at a dismal 8 to 10% right as almost 80% of all indians uh, indian households possess tv sets and of course mobile phones so i i guess uh, uh, to lead the way for internet penetration in india it has to be these devices because i mean things like kiosks and uh, even your net top computers etc they are like additional investment whereas this is something you can just buy and use your existing tv and get on the internet they have planned for 10000 demos across uh, kolkata and uh, chennai i guess is where they are yeah. going to test chennai and if they if this works out well then they will uh, think about launching it yeah so they are going to be doing a test run for around 3 months and then they are going to spread it to across india now interestingly this product has been developed by tcs by Ooh. their innovation center they are also marketing this in uh, in philippines with a company out there here they are, they are seeing that additional accessories like a, a usb mouse and keyboard and uh, external storage devices can be purchased separately but i really feel that they should they should try and be niche you know they should not try to be a computer what what uh, yeah, i guess so but then uh, uh, i think they should sell this keyboard and mouse together with the tv doesn't that make more sense if you try to be everything you end up being nothing now compare this box to a, a, a roku box that is available in the us which for netflix for netflix or or there is this uh, uh, other one i'm i'm uh, which one is that air boxy there is yeah. boxy available which is great for uh, you know video watching videos online so if they develop a good user interface which and, and probably get get tie, tie up with someone like bigflix or rajshree.com which can provide access to their movies using this particular set top box then that would be great wouldn't it that would definitely be a great uh, add on one thing i would like to note here is that tata is bundling this service with photon which i think seems a little counterintuitive i think this should have been a part of tata sky because that is what people are going to purchase anyway and if you allow them to pay a little extra and get internet too on the tv i think this will have better sales because that's how it has worked in the us as well and other countries i mean the cable guy actually gives you the internet as well 
you know, and exactly, and you know what? I think that will happen. They will go ahead and merge these two TV set-top box and this internet device later on. But I think yeah. it is, it is, it is. They are just testing the market right now. How does the how how are they able to cope up with the service requirements? Because remember, you know, the the GPRS services that uh, Tata Indicom uses are going through the same towers that Photon does. So yeah. if you start putting in this service in all of all of the set top boxes available by Tata Sky, the network might not be able to handle it. It's almost like the Airtel introduced a plan, I think, it was 98 rupees for unlimited GPRS. And since then, uh, users like me have been suffering because, I mean, I I was enjoying good GPRS on my uh, BlackBerry. And ever since this new plan has been introduced, I mean, there are just too many users and then nobody gets anything. Yeah, that that's the problem when you come up with awesome marketing campaigns but don't have the infrastructure to back it up. And now Tata Docomo has come up with daily GPRS plans. So basically, you can get get your cell phone activated. I mean, GPRS enabled for rupees five per day. I mean, rupees five is nothing, right? Yes. Continuing with that work that Tata Teleservices is doing, it has decided to pay its CDMA users for poor service. Isn't that awesome? I mean, if you are a, if you have a Tata phone, I'm sure you'll get a lot of money back this way. <laughs> I mean, this is in a way saying, okay, we have screwed up in the past. But now we are confident of our service and to prove that here we are going to put money, uh, you know, next to our service. This and, and, and money is finally the ultimate proof, proof of confidence, isn't it? Because un- until then you can, it, it is just your brand name being hit. But when the bottom line starts getting hit because of poor service, then you are talking stuff. That at least demonstrates that uh, they are serious and I mean, they have these 60 million subscribers for both their CDMA and GSM offering. And if they pay 20 rupees per day to let even 10 of those people, that will be funny. So I guess they have to be careful. Yeah. And this service is going to be available to uh, Tata Indicom subscribers in 20 circles with immediate effect. So some of the, some of the penalties that they have accepted that they'll pay is rupees 25 per day if a disputed bill is not resolved within three working days. It will also offer refund of around 2.5% of the total billed amount for previous month if the Tata Indicom subscriber faces call drops for even more than 1.5% of the calls made in the current month. Very difficult to track all these things. Huh? I know, I mean, who decides these things? But right. since TRA has said that uh, uh, the call drop should not be more than 2% and 1.5% is a good number. Uh, but there's one thing which concerns me. I mean, again, I, I talked about GPRS earlier. I think this should also cover the quality of edge and GPRS service, which I mean, uh, phones have. Because, I mean, uh, call drops, yes. Uh, how often do you really experience call drops? I mean, I, you know what? Surprisingly, I travel in trains, local trains on Harbor Line in Bombay and I have a lot of call drops. I mean, I can barely have a conversation even for five minutes b- before the call drops. So I know what this is all about. Yeah. But, but, but but I think Edge should be covered in this. I mean, I mean, I, I personally never faced call drops with Airtel. I mean, I, I travel in auto rickshaws all the time and I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on the move and but, but my calls never drop. But uh, what I observe is that uh, when I'm on the move, my edge won't work in the sense that I try to access a web page on my phone and that doesn't work. But the calls still do work. The SMSs work. Oh, see, I don't even bother going uh, to check the GPRS because if the call is not sustaining itself, forget about data connections, right? Me being a Twitter freak, I mean, I can't help it. And for some strange reasons, 
the call drops whenever i go over a flyover the the call is okay if i if i'm traveling below the flyover but once i take the flyover the call drops i don't know some some weird like signal can't go up you know but it would be it's, it is so counterintuitive right isn't it i mean signal should be better out there no i'll tell you a funny story i was once uh, in a flight from bombay to delhi and uh, i mean this uh, says great things about airtel's network so uh, sorry it was delhi to bombay i was coming back to bombay and i was still in the air i had started from delhi and like they were announcing that the plane will land etc etc and my phone started ringing <laughs> <laughs> that's how good airtel network works <laughs> it, it bloody works when you don't want it to work huh? yes and, and i usually never switch off my phone because they keep announcing that whatever your phone will interfere with communications and this and that yeah. but i don't believe any of that trash i mean i know that when you go up the network is anyway you're not going to be there so what the hell is going to happen anyway and this was like a surprise so the phone ringing in the middle of uh, <laughs> did you get kicked off did you get <laughs> were you arrested were you arrested for it were you questioned later on No, I was not questioned, but I got some mean stares from the air hostess. I'm pretty sure you did. Oh my God. Okay, so so let's uh, coming back to the story. Tata Tele Services is is shaking up things in the telecom sector, isn't it? It it started with the pricing wars, and now with stuff when they start paying off for all the penalties, uh, let it will be interesting to see what these other companies do now. Uh, there's no denying that Tata is honest about what it wants to offer to the customers. I mean, if you would, if you compare Tata and Reliance directly, I would say Tata comes out ahead. I mean, because these are two comparable. Uh, I mean, these two companies companies compete on almost every level. Photon itself, I mean, there were there was some flack for Photon earlier in the sense that I mean they promised two MBPS or whatever whatever it whatever it was that they promised, and they are not actually delivering that much. But the, at the end of the day, they are delivering pretty decent internet on a data card, and yeah. this is. something which is not been seen earlier so i mean it's a win either way you look at it yeah i mean and and the the, the tariff wars are further going to intensify and uh, reliance uh, communications reliance phone is going to be introducing a new tariff plan soon and they are they have sort of started threatening uh, the market that we are going to be doing so something really second, what else can it be i mean uh, where do you go from there it start paying free calls listen to an ad and the call is free I, you know it can get weird i know i know but, but no I, i really don't want this to progress beyond that i'd rather it stays where it is i'm quite happy with my phone tariffs maybe they should introduce some sort of uh, a system where you can pay less for calls in the night or whatever some differential yeah. pricing based on the network congestion and yeah well you know have you been watching ipl recently Oh, uh, very much. In fact, uh, I was watching the match between Delhi and uh, Bombay, and Bombay won, and it was awesome. And uh, I've actually not missed a single match. To our listeners, uh, we were supposed to record this yesterday, but we just completely forgot because the the Mumbai Indian match got interesting, you know. Fun, so it was all the more exciting. Yeah, exactly. But have you noticed the number of new handset manufacturers that have come into the market? All sorts of horrible phones. <laughs> this micro max thing and this I, iq there is and but they are all coming out with touch this phones. carbon thing what is it yeah so carbon videocon has entered videocon in fact is going to launch nine more handsets including a all phone with mobile handsets i guess and it's so weird and then this there is this other thing these dual sim phones i mean who really wants a dual sim phone hey. i mean, If if you think dual SIM phone is crazy, Videocon is coming up with a triple SIM CDMA phone. 
Okay. I understand that you have a girlfriend and you want to keep her safe from your wife and you know you want to manage these things separately. Yeah. Thanks <laughs> too much. It it's interesting to see that you know what 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 is how is Nokia going to be handling all these things? They had cornered up the entire market and now suddenly all these Indian desi guys coming up with Chinese and branding the you know branding themselves on those handsets. I know strange phones like Spice and whatnot. Sp- ex- yeah, but and but you know what? Videocon had, in their ad they showed a Windows phone. Yes, a, a touch Windows phone. So I really want to check what that phone is all about. You know, you never know. I mean, what what uh, what can happen here? So you know, who who might hit us? Because concern, I wouldn't trust them with a the phone because typically, I mean, I mean, Dell was supposed to manufacture a phone, and I don't think it's coming out too well. I think computer makers should stick to manufacturing computers. But then again, we have Apple, which is like uh, yeah. Uh, but you know, what is a computer now? Yes. Yeah, iPhone. iPhone is a computer. I mean, for all you can call it whatever, whatever you want, but it's a it's a computer. Yeah, I mean, smartphone. The line between smartphones and net, netbooks and computers is getting bridged. What with the Nexus One, which is now actually our next story. I mean, that thing is mad. It has got like a one gigahertz processor. Right. Five hundred and twelve megabytes of RAM. Now that is comparable to a computer. Let's say what three years back. Yeah. Let's talk computer three years back. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so let's see what what's going to happen. In fact, the the Google story that we have about uh, Nexus One is that the the Nexus One that will be coming to India won't be the full featured one that is being released in the United States. So, Google is basically working on a special edition for developing markets like India, and then they also name Russia, which are which is going to lack a few features of the version that is being sold in US. Ah. And I know what you're going to say. I don't know why it's good that they're doing this, but I should also sell the full-fledged Nexus One. I mean, uh, why is it that we're being treated like this? I mean, Microsoft has got all these Windows starter versions, etc. It's quite understood. But I mean, I, I would really want to see the full-fledged version in India as well. I mean, whoever cannot afford it can maybe buy the cheaper one. But then again, there are so many cheaper Android handsets. So I mean, if you're going to buy a ne- ne- Nexus One, then you might just go in for the full deal. Yeah, but you know, I tried to think about reasons that Google might want to do this. I am really struggling to find something. I mean, I can understand that in China, Apple has got the iPhone and they don't have Wi-Fi on it because China doesn't like it. But I don't think India has such problems. And and we are not really sure about the features that they are going to be dumbing it down. We don't know whether they are going to be hardware-related features or whether they are going to be software-related features. Okay, so but. I, I don't like that developing countries are being treated as second category places and all this thing. So I don't. I just don't like this whole approach. And plus, it's going to be difficult for them to support it, right? There, there are so many problems with supporting. Who's going to support Google Nexus? Google had a big problem with I mean, support. I mean, Google. I mean, has always been a services company, and there's always uh, uh, answers and this online. They don't. They don't have. They don't have a one eight hundred number. They don't provide help over the phone. I know. I mean, when Nexus One was launched, they had a PR disaster on their hands because they simply hadn't anticipated the kind of support. I mean, you are expected to give once you enter into something which is in the real world, which is hardware, as yeah. against you know making a service like Gmail and which is free. I guess talking about social networks, we should move on to the next story where Microsoft is supposed to be launching some social networking form. Wonder what that is. It yeah, it's going to be wild. Okay, now Windows Phone is coming up. 
and uh, but uh, this is this is this is not about that it's about project pink it's microsoft it's, own secret phone project ah uh, yes it's about it's about now uh, the, these these special phones are going to be made by sharp corporation that is sharp electronics and they are going to be carrying the microsoft and verizon wireless brands uh, that, that is expected i mean we had iphone related networking etc but i think the core of the story is not the fact that microsoft is launching a social networking phone the core of the story here is that the, the very fact that microsoft is launching a phone which is branded as a microsoft phone as against it being like an htc phone or whatever yeah. it can be the windows series 7 phone it is quite interesting now that it, the thing is not called the windows mobile os but it's actually called the windows phone series it's almost like uh, i mean apple and google and all these companies i mean they've already had a lot of love from consumers in terms of uh, uh, the handsets and the hardware that they made and it's like a lot of mind share seems to have been captured by these companies and microsoft is feeling left out and now they want a microsoft phone or a windows phone as it is uh, to be out and officially basically acknowledged by microsoft Yeah, and the they are going to they are planning on targeting obviously the teenage uh, crowd with these phones, and the models are going to have uh, you know easy to access, easy access to social networking sites. The they are going to include keyboards for for better texting and quickly texting you uh, using these phones. So let's see. I mean, a lot of telecom news, a lot of uh, this this entire episode. All that we have been doing is talk about telecom news. Yes. Yeah. So. Let's move on and uh, let's talk about uh, a report that recently was released by Nielsen uh, where they say said that 29% of Indians have already paid for books online. Uh, I can happily say that I am amongst those 29% because I purchased like books worth 5000 rupees last month and uh, I think uh, more before that as well. I have been buying t-shirts online, books online. It's that I have discovered this new power. I mean ever since uh, these uh, online websites they started getting integrated with my HDFC net banking account. <laughs> You're going crazy. I have gone crazy. <laughs> See integration is not always good. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. It's like you know, uh, the 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 point here is that it's not that Indians are like uh, by default stingy people or Indians don't spend money online. It's just that they don't have a way to spend money online. Wherever these book purchases are being made or eBay or whatever it is, it's just that you added more payment methods. I mean, the problem is that not everyone has a PayPal account and not everyone has a credit card and not everyone would want to use a credit card online. So there are all these constraints. but i mean people are quite comfortable with net banking and if you if you integrate that along with other innovative things like let's say an m check uh, i think payment becomes easy and then you get tempted to buy yeah and with with nokia also coming out with their own money software that we spoke about in the last episode that there are many options available now now th- this report also said that 50% of indian consumers polled said that they are ready to buy books online or magazines uh Forty-seven said that they are willing to pay for music. Uh, well, uh, I, I, mean, I totally agree with this number because I mean I would totally I mean pay for books. I already pay for books. I would totally pay for music. I mean, like then again, it's DRM which has to I mean be, be favorable in, in terms of uh, it doesn't have, doesn't have to be restricted restrict me so much. Magazines, magazines, I really don't know because there's too much free content online. Yeah, but, but you know this this report again says that. Forty-one percent of people said that they are ready to pay for internet-only news. Which, That's good news for us, I guess. But it, it's very high, you know. This percentage does not seem re- very realistic to me. Yeah, I, maybe the sample size that they had was uh, a little bit 
on the richer side of things and uh, I, I guess that's why they responded so positively but then again whatever these numbers are and whatever whatever they're based on it is still encouraging yeah podcast 35% of the respondents are ready to pay for podcast we the, you know what we need to do we need to find this 35% well, I guess. that that is the problem they don't say how much they are willing to pay though you know whatever i mean it's it's okay but i guess you can still donate to indicast i mean we always open to that yes and you know what a big problem has happened with indicast and the whole paypal thing happening we are unable to transfer money from our paypal account to our bank accounts because you know earlier we used to transfer it as donations so yes. that we we don't have to pay any uh, tax on it but now if i do that i'll have to pay around tax money on it we have around $1000 lying in our paypal account which we are supposed to give to 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 the smile train organization you know we did this charity fundraising it's it's crazy i'm waiting for paypal to work out the whole charity thing i guess hang in there for a couple of months I yeah i think so but you know listeners might um, listeners might get a bit um, restless as to what we are doing with their money so let's see whenever they'll sort that out we'll get that done okay moving on google has just made traveling in delhi a bit easier uh, they have come out with something known as google transit which is basically the map of delhi metro on google maps uh this is just an extension of uh, google maps navigation services i mean uh, until recently uh, all you got with google maps was uh, just a map and that that was it and then as you see the map gets uh, keeps getting updated and now there are more and more places on the map in fact i work for web chutney as everyone knows and, uh, and now, now even web chutney's office is officially on google maps so they are getting more and more places in there and i mean uh, very recently they also started uh, giving out uh, driving directions yeah. i mean by turn navigation so yeah they are serious about india as a market and given that we are a country of a billion people and internet usage in india is slated to grow uh, it makes sense for them to bring india into the ambit of their services and uh, this is definitely a great service i mean google transit i mean all it does it gives you instead of giving you driving directions it gives you directions on how to get from point a to point b using public transport and not not only does it do that it also tells you how much money it is going to cost and, and and it also gives you the schedules in fact it gives you schedules and i mean apparently it's a tie up between google and the dmrc so all the information that you will see on google transit and there is no such separate thing called google transit all you have to do is go to maps.google.com and then just say that you want to go from a to b let's say dwarka to rohini and like you can get directions for driving for walking and you can also get directions if you want to go by public transit so it will tell you what metro station to go to what line to change yeah and essentially how much money is going to cost you how much time is going to take so I, i guess traveling just got simpler for non delhiites and especially people who have trouble who have trouble finding their way around the place no it is it is a big problem when you go into a new city you know i had i used google maps to uh, while i was in bangalore i went to bangalore for the first time and uh, you know i used google maps to to find good places you know i got walking directions the walking directions are pretty accurate and walking directions are mind blowing i used to do these uh, walks uh, quite recently i mean before i started gymming and uh, i just just for the heck of it i looked at google maps and the walking directions and it always 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 you know shows the shortest route and that was kind of cool and uh, it's it's nice to be traveling in a car and you follow this black line Uh, which google has helpfully laid out for you yeah wonderful yes they also recently released uh, cycling maps but that happened in in the us i believe not yet in india i guess we just need to sit tight 
Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the apps that someone needs to create is uh, checking, you know how Foursquare four is, right? What Foursquare is and how it works. You check into various places and etc. I I need an app for India, which will help you check into traffic jams. Okay. Check into traffic jams. You can already do that in Foursquare. All you have to do is just add just, a <laughs> Just create a new place wherever you are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. It's crazy, and then you can be the mayor of that traffic jam and all this. Okay, just checked into Sakinaka traffic jam. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, yeah, man. I mean, traveling is, is getting crazy. So this will help. This will help. Okay. Uh, let's move on and uh, let's let let's talk about a few listener queries that we got. Uh, last time we we said that we aren't getting any questions. So Ashok wrote, uh, wrote to us saying that he had written about asking for advice on which netbook he should buy for his seventy year old mother, and um, he wants uh, our opinion, Sakit. And he's actually on in the chat right now as well. Oh, that's nice. Uh, hi, Ashok. So, yeah, he's, he's talking about how Mumbai rules and Sachin rules from yesterday's match. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I guess, I guess as far as netbooks go in terms of cost and everything, one thing, I mean, you should avoid definitely is uh, something from Sony because that just, it's just like a plastic thing. It is expensive and it just doesn't give you the bang for your buck. In my experience, I think Dell is the best. I mean, Dell has got this uh, 12 inch notebook. What is it called? Dell Omnibook or whatever it is. And uh, I think it is quite, uh, I mean, cost effective. It costs about 22,000. And if you just compare the specs on that thing as against uh, some of the other stuff that's available, I think uh, in, in a head to head comparison, these notebooks come out best. But in terms of if you want a powerful notebook, I think uh, Asus is the bab of that because that's the one, the first company which uh, got into the whole network genre and I mean with the triple ETC etc. So I mean my bet would be Asus or the the the, the Dell network. So what would you say, Aditya? Um, see, I mean based on what he's saying in his email, his mother. He, so this is what he says: My mother is going to be seventy, and we finally convinced her that she needs to. She should have a computer. She should be able to Skype and webcam with her kids and grandkids. So that is what his requirements are. I think, yeah, you know what? I'm really skeptical about netbooks, man. I mean, you know, you, you buy a computer and then you end up expecting it to do everything. You end up expecting it to handle videos and a lot of photos. And the netbook falls short of all those things. So... Uh, I, I mean, I mean, you have to then really understand what you want the netbook to do. So, as Ashok says, I mean, if the purpose is to browse the internet and do a webcam chat, I'm sure a netbook is more than adequate. It's just that he needs to, uh, like, eyesight is important. I mean, the, the smaller the device is, the harder it is to use for old people. So that's yeah. why take care of. So you know what? I think, I, and I, I think the iPad probably will address this sort of a situation, but the iPad does not have a webcam, so it's going to be a problem. Yeah, you can't really do. In terms of sheer uh, usability, I guess iPad has to rule here. You know what? One of the problems that I had with my mother is just getting the internet connection working. And the, the internet connection went down and she didn't know what to do. So I had to, over the phone, I had to tell her, do this, do that. Yeah, I know that's and, the most painful thing to do. I mean, like educating someone who is not very computer savvy. Uh, I mean, and, 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 and then... They, and then they expect you to write down instructions one after the other and then they just want to follow that. It just doesn't work. They do all sorts of things. You know, they close windows and they 
whatever. I mean, they they do things which are simply not expected of the user. And I mean, you you just you just you just discount that from your thought process, and then it takes a long time to help them. Well, you know what? I think that is something that is something that a slate like device might be able to address, wouldn't it? Because if you put in a three G connection into that. You know, 3G, you can't do really a lot with, uh, a lot of tinkering with 3G. There are no wires to mess around with, etc. So, set up the email account on, on, on a Slate-like device, on an iPad-like device. And just, is all, all that people have to do is click on those big buttons, which is going to be very easy for, you know, people older, for older people. I guess right to address now. the question in terms of what is currently available, I would still recommend Dell in terms of build quality and... I like Dell. Yeah, I like Dell. I like Dell because they have good service as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, they've got brilliant service. In fact, I mean, I have more people in my office whose Dell computers like conked off or gave up. And in the the very next day, there was a Dell technician and uh, they fixed it free of charge, even replaced a couple of parts and no complaints. Yeah. And you, I, I also recently got uh, the MacBook Air from Apple oh. India. They, they sent me a, a review unit actually. And I've, I've been playing around with it. It's an expensive device. It's a very cool looking device. It's very nice for elderly people, lightweight and all those things. Okay, is it just too costly then? It's too costly. It's, it's a lakh 25,000 uh, uh, rupee device. Oh, so, it's, it's actually a CEO laptop. It's not a... It, it, it is severely limiting. It has only one USB port. It cannot, I just don't see it being someone's primary computer. You know, it is something that, uh, that, that the secretary will probably load up all the stuff on it and. Fancy stuff, then you should buy an air. But anyways, let's move on to the next question, I guess. Yeah. So here is Dell. Check out Dell. Which, what, what model is that you recommended? Uh, I think the 12 inch uh, netbook or well, Dell, whatever, whatever is the latest. I, I saw one at Alpha and it was pretty good. I don't know what you might get right now. Yeah. Okay. Do that, Ashok. I hope uh, we have answered that for you. Now, the other one that we received is from Abhishek itself. And he was saying that he went to a particular story on nytimes.com, which was dug only once, but retweeted out uh, about 300 times. So his question was, is dig out? I guess uh, things are changing and uh, uh, social sharing also is changing. And Dig was this very huge site and uh, in terms of growth, I mean, Dig has rema- remained fairly stagnant because <laughs> Dig has this secret algorithm and you I don't know what it takes for a story to get on the Dig front page. Now, if the story gets onto the Dig front page, it gets many hits. But if it does not, then it's just another obscure link on the web. As against that, with Twitter, I mean, if you share something on a Twitter stream, you can at least be assured that, let's say, five percent or ten percent of your Twitter readers are going to are going to like click on that link, yeah. and that's like an assured assured return you get. So there is no big glory like Dig. Like you get on the front page of Dig, and you you are made, right? No, but, I, the, uh, the other thing is that you know, effect. You, the, the the other thing you know what uh, Dig does is that it it is asking you to fill up a description box. It is asking you to put in a title. And all those things. Whereas in, in, with, with Twitter, all you have to do is click on that button and the, the, the title is automatically filled in for you. The short URL is created. It's just two, three clicks. Whereas on Dig, it is at least, you know, five to six clicks. You have to enter it. You have no, to but that's if you add a new story, you know, if you have this Dig integration with your blog and automatically every story that you write is pre-submitted to Dig and all they have to do is click the button, then that thing gets gets negated. But at the end of the day, I mean, uh, as I said, I mean, Dig is all about like doing some jugad and jhol to get onto the front page. 
whereas twitter is i mean uh, it just shares out virally and people i mean like that it's much more sensible i mean because at the end of the day it's like it's a, it's a pyramid right it's a top yeah. down so but I, you know what none of my friends are using dig anymore they are all on twitter the dig is dig has become very niche very community oriented i don't actually particularly like the dig community in the sense that it's become like a very closed thing it's too violent at times i think uh, you know these power users and if some if a power user digs a story then suddenly it goes on to the front page and i don't know their algorithm does all sorts of weird things but yeah Let's hope something good comes out from Dig because I mean recently I read a story that Dig is uh, relaunching itself. There's a new beta of Dig which is out. There's, there's a Dig 2.0 that has come out, and now you can you can just start digging stories anywhere. Earlier you had to log into you had to be logged into Dig if you wanted to dig a story, but now you so, don't need to do that. So let's hope the new version Dig gets better. Yeah, they are going to be personalizing things and all those all those sort of fancy things. So let's see what happens. Those were the stories that we had, uh, and it's around thirty minutes that we have been talking. So uh, that's about it. And before we go, I forgot to tell you this uh, before we started podcasting. Actually, we have uh, signed up with Make My Trip as an affiliate. So the URL is makemytrip.theindicast.com. They have put up special deals for Indicast listeners out there. or for in, for international flights for domestic flights hotel bookings and all those things so if you are going to be traveling go to the url makemytrip.theindicast.com and book via that link you'll be helping indicast out okay that you'll be supporting indicast in a way you will get your air ticket and you'll be supporting indicast as well let's nice. see ah well that's about it uh, if you want to comment on anything that we said uh, please log on to www.theindicast.com also if you want to send us email queries or questions that you have or comments also you can just write to us at uh, techkamasala@theindicast.com or you can send them to us via twitter as well i am at ac mahatre and, and at the uh, vultro that's vultro for you vultro you can also follow indicast uh, on twitter which is uh, indicast um, that's about uh, it bye 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 guys <laughs>